Today on the Inside Scoop, who is Texas's most important recruit? A ton of five-star intel from Atlanta's elite Under Armour camp that was held over the weekend. And we're checking in on the 2024 QB dominoes because you know they are about to fall. So let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman. It's Monday. We're talking QB dominoes. And the recruitment of these top 20 QBs are all intertwined. It is one spot fills. It kind of has this ripple effect across the rest of the QB landscape. So that's why when I saw that the number 19 QB overall, Marcos Davia, a 6'3", 205-pound passer from Midland, Texas, decommitted from TCU over the weekend, I knew we had something to talk about. Yeah. Right now, as it stands today, Sam, 11 of the top 20 QBs in the country are uncommitted, so more than half. And we know that QB's come off the board early. So today, we're talking about Davia. We're also talking Jake Merklinger, Josh Flowers, and Air Nolan. All right, so let's start with the number seven QB in the on three industry rankings, Jake Merklinger. He has some important visits set up this coming month, and I think, based on what he's saying, he could be making a decision before summer begins. So, Sam, you saw him out there in Atlanta at the Under Armour. Who are some of the teams to watch for with Jake Merklinger? Like you said, one of the better quarterbacks still on the board. About half the quarterbacks in the country are committed. That leaves the other half to still explore their options. That includes Jake Merklinger, who's on the top of a lot of teams' boards. You know, he's had some contenders that have been there four or five visits so far. Schools like Michigan State, Tennessee. And then there are schools like Georgia and North Carolina, which have some nuanced twists to their recruitment. UNC has really made Merklinger a priority, and he's going to get there this spring. And then Georgia, obviously, is introducing a new offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, replacing Todd Munkin. And Bobo has, has kind of zeroed in on Merklinger as one of the in-state guys he likes, but it's a whole new offense that he has to get to learn over in Athens. So it's a little bit of familiarity versus some new contenders, but I do think he is moving in the right direction to make this decision soon. I think he's kind of He's taking his time. He's keeping his words short, but I think he's he's moving closer to that finish line. All right. And then, of course, his recruitment could have a ripple effect on the number 13 QB in the on three industry rankings. And that's four star quarterback Air Nolan out of Fairburn, Georgia. He has teams like Alabama, Texas A&M and other top programs who have QBs committed recruiting him. But then he also has a couple teams without a QB committed to them. So what do you think Air Nolan wants to do? Does he want to be the, the QB one or is he open to joining a, a roster with a QB in the 24 class already committed? Air Nolan has a really busy spring coming up with, a, you talk about a lot of new contenders um, for the one of the best quarterbacks in the country out of Georgia. I personally think he is going on a case by case basis to try to determine fit. Um, you mentioned Alabama and A&M. Both of them have quarterbacks committed in their 2024 classes, yet both are very much recruiting Air Noland and, and other quarterbacks in this class. Common theme, new offensive coordinators at both those spots, trying to find their guys for the system. And Air Noland is, is one of the best in the country. So I can see Alabama and Texas A&M continuing to make strong pushes. Um, let's also talk about Miami. They also have a new offensive coordinator, Shannon Dawson. who came And no QB Houston, committed to them. And no QB committed. And Ohio State, no quarterback committed after Dylan Rayola reopened his recruitment. So I have my eyes on Miami and Ohio State, but I'm still not sleeping on A&M, Alabama, and other schools are still trying to work the phone lines for Air Noland. 
What about Clemson? You know, they don't have a QB committed. Air Nolan, he's looking at some teams that do have one. Is Clemson going to come in and, and pursue Air Nolan, do you think? Clemson is in a big wait-and-see mode. They need to make their next move at quarterback, and, and Air Nolan is definitely at or close to the top of their list. We'll see how that progresses, but um, we know that they've missed on some of their top targets. It's a very un-Clemson-like cycle for quarterbacks, missing on DJ Lagway, um, Walker White, um, being behind with Jaden Davis. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they go all you know full throttle for for Air Noland or or turn their attention to someone like you mentioned before, Marcos Davila, who Garrett Riley had a commitment from while at TCU. Another QB getting a whole new wave of interest as his recruitment unfolds is the number 16 quarterback in the country out of Mobile, Alabama, Josh Flowers. So how does his recruitment, he's uncommitted, how does his recruitment impact the QB dominoes this spring? He's a big part of the dominoes. It feels like um, all the schools that are talking to Josh Flowers are, are also talking to the Jake Merklingers and Aaron Nolans and Marcos Davilas of the world, and I'm sure some other quarterbacks. But um, NC State, Indiana are some of the schools that have been really kind of consistent with him this spring. Um, Mississippi State offered, and I'm told that, that that offer made a significant move with a really talented quarterback from Mobile, Alabama. And then we talk about TCU. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator who was recruiting him at Arkansas. And Arkansas, where he was possibly leaning at a certain point you know, in the fall, Dan Enos, Garrett Riley, Kendall Bryles, Dan Enos, both in touch with Josh Flowers, both expected to get him on campus this spring, and we'll see if that interest um, takes it to another level. All right, so let's circle back now to the number 19 QB, Marcos Davia, who you said just decommitted from TCU. So now what teams does he impact as he looks to make his second decision? He's completely reshuffled the board. One consistent team that's been with him is, is Houston. Talked about Shannon Dawson earlier, now Miami's OC. Well, he was recruiting him at Houston and got him on campus while he was committed to TCU. And, and Houston has, has been sticking around, but he's got his first visit set um, for, for this weekend, going to Purdue. Graham Harrell came over. He's obviously a West Texas legend, is leading his recruitment for Purdue. That's his first visit of March. He's also interested in getting out to Miami, reconnecting with Shannon Dawson, who was recruiting him very heavily at Houston, one of his first offers when he got to Miami. And then also look out for Colorado, Josh. Coach Lewis at Colorado has been adamant um, about recruiting Marcos. Um, he's compared him to Patrick Mahomes. He's been very complimentary of his game. And, um, you know, Colorado is, is another one of those teams that's in search of a quarterback for the 2024 cycle. You know, Deion Sanders would like to make a splash. He's very familiar with the high school landscape in, in Texas. And Marcos Davila is a top 20 quarterback in this country. Uh, it could be a nice, a nice piece for Colorado to build with all the skill position players that they've gotten so far under Deion. All right, you got Dylan Rayo at the top. He's the number one uncommitted QB. He's the number one player overall right now. Then you got Jaden Davis out of North Carolina. There's several others that are uncommitted. Which is the domino that you're watching where if it falls, it might trigger four or five other commitments within the next two weeks? Who's that guy? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that obviously you can look at Dylan Rayola because he's number one, and that would be a safe answer. Um, you know, obviously he's considering Georgia, he's considering Nebraska, among some others, and Georgia is also in the hunt with someone like Jake Merklinger. So it's an obvious mm -hmm. um, piece that could fall and lead to a decision. Um, at the same time, like Aaron Nolan it could, could, could commit to Alabama or Texas A&M. And that could that could lead Julian Sayan or or Anthony Maddox to reopen their recruitments. We don't to know reopen, how they yeah. feel about being Good part point. of two of two quarterback classes. So 
Um, that certainly has, listen, it's very unique. You said it at the top of the show that most quarterbacks are beginning to look at their options closely to commit before the summer. In this particular cycle in 2024, we had DJ Lagway and Dylan Rayola and Julian Sane commit before the end of 2022 as a calendar year. So it's just a different sort of cycle. There's a lot of blue chip quarterbacks, half are committed and half are not. But I do think that we'll still be talking about quarterbacks deep into the season this year. I think so, too. All right, Sam, thanks for coming on the Inside Scoop on Monday morning and play a little QB dominoes with us. I'm sure at some point all this will make sense, I'm sure. But we'll just keep telling the story. Thanks, Sam. Let's bring on director of recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons. We're going to get into some of the Simmons scoop. So why not start with the number one running back in America, Jarrett Gibson out of IMG. He has locked down four official visits. He gave you the dates on these and everything. Here they are real quick. June 2nd, UGA. June 9th, Alabama. June 16th, Tennessee. June 24th. Texas. That is one busy month of June for the number one running back in America. Chad, looking at this list, who stands out to you amongst these teams? And when do you think he's going to ultimately make this final decision? Yeah, I'll start with a second question first, Josh. I mean, you know, Jer Derek made it pretty clear. Jarek made it pretty clear, excuse me, that uh, he wants to commit somewhere during the season, likely mid to early season. Uh, he wants to wrap up the OVs over the summer. Uh, take a month or so to think about it, maybe take me taking a game or two in the fall, uh, see how some teams are playing, uh, using his position, you know, how they're playing offensively, then make that decision. I think right now, uh, the school that stands out the most to me based on Intel is University of Texas. Mm. They went into Florida last year, landed Cedric Baxter, number one running back in the country. They want to do the same this year with Jared Gibson. Uh, a one-time Florida commit to Shard Choice is the key here again. He's one of the best in the country at developing relationships, building that trust. Uh, Jarek was out there in January. He'll be back out there again in the summer. And I wouldn't blink twice if he was back out there in the spring for a spring practice. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. So Jarek, obviously I like where Texas is at right now. And if I had to give a number two school, um, I, I may lean towards Tennessee. They're on him hard in a good spot, but it could be really any of those schools, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. So Jarek lists four visits. Is there a fifth team? Because you're allowed five official visits. Is there a fifth team that you're watching that could get into this recruitment and get an official visit out of the number one back in America? I think you have to watch Florida. You know, he's from Gainesville. He was a one-time Florida commit. They definitely want to get him back on campus as soon as possible and as many times as possible. Jarek said that he liked to take that fifth official, but it definitely wasn't a lock. Uh, and he has a couple of schools in mind. He didn't want to kind of uh, list those or name those just yet, but I'm hearing Florida still reaching out. Definitely one to watch if he does decide to take that fifth and final official visit. All right, let's move from the number one running back in America to the number two running back in America, Cam Davis. He's a longtime Florida State commitment, and you spoke to him this weekend. He told you he wants to take, along with FSU, four other official visits. So he plans to take all five of his official visits, despite being committed to the Seminole since 2021. He says possibly LSU, Georgia, Colorado, and Texas A&M. So the team that stands out to me is Colorado because you talked to Cam. How big of a threat is Coach Prime in the Buffaloes to Florida State's top-rated commitment? Well, they got to get him on campus. You know, I think the big thing about Cam, it feels like he's been committed so long he should already be playing for Mike Norvell in Tallahassee. I mean, he's been he's been to Tallahassee so many times, been committed for two plus years already. 
the big thing for Cam is, remember, he's not just a football guy. He's a two-sport guy looking to play football and baseball. Mm -hmm. So as he's evaluating the football side, he also looks at the baseball side, who's recruiting them in baseball, the kind of program they have in baseball. We know FSU has very good in both sports. He's obviously, Tennessee's one, very good in both. Uh, he's looking at schools that have – multi-sports that he can play and succeed in. And I think the biggest thing for Colorado is can they get him on campus? Will they get him on campus? If they do, they become a threat. Okay. So right now, though, as it stands, what do you think Florida State's chances of holding on to Cam are? I think they're pretty good. I mean, he feels good with that staff. You know, he likes where uh, the team's at football-wise. Also, obviously, baseball's been steady for a long time uh, at Florida State. Uh, he's a guy that's going to get drafted on some level to play Major League Baseball as well. Um, and that'll factor in, too. But I, I like where Florida State uh, is at with Cam. He'll be back there for their pro day in March. Uh, he'll take a visit to Tennessee in March. I think Tennessee probably is the biggest competition right now. Uh, he'll be at UT in the spring and then back for an official to, uh, in the uh, summer uh, at UT. So, again, I like where FSU's at. I feel good about their chances to hang on to him right now. Let's see after he takes some visits, kind of how he feels and kind of how I feel. Five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews out of the state of Georgia is one of the highest rated recruits in the country, one of the best wide receivers in the country, has teams from coast to coast recruiting him. Now, he hasn't set any official visits yet, but you spoke to him over the weekend. It sounds like he knows of one right now. Yeah, he said he made it pretty clear to everyone that USC will definitely get an OV uh, and that will happen sometime in the summer. Mike Matthews just finished basketball season, got beat out in the playoffs on Saturday night, took part in the Under Armour All-American camp on Sunday. And he said he'll now start to really turn his focus on recruiting and really kind of try to narrow that list down, set up some spring visits, get some OVs locked in for the summer. And he wants to make that decision uh, before his senior year. He was at USC last july when that week opened up late before the start of fall camp in august he loved it uh he loves the west coast but they do offensively under lincoln riley uh so sc is very much in this josh who do you think the main group of teams competing for him right now who are those teams right now you know i think three you know stand out to me i, I would start with clemson georgia uh, in Tennessee, you know, just going alphabetical order. I think obviously USC's in there, uh, mm -hmm. Ohio State, you know, Bama's still in the mix. But three schools to me uh, seem to be up there, maybe a little bit of separation for Mike Matthews. He's been to Clemson numerous times, Georgia, Tennessee as well, multiple times. Uh, I like where those three schools sit right now uh, within that group of schools he's considering. All right, two Georgia big men trending to the SEC, but trending to different SEC programs. Tell me about four-star defensive lineman Justin Green and four-star offensive tackle Daniel Calhoun. Yeah, Justin Green, I tell you who's done a great job there is South Carolina. You know, I think they got him, they got on him early. You know, Justin's added, I can't tell you how many offers over the last, you know, month and a half, two months, but uh, he's become a hot commodity here mm -hmm. in the Peach State as one of the more versatile defensive lineman he was good on Sunday as well at the Under Armour camp so stock will probably continue to rise as we enter the spring months but I think South Carolina's done a great job Sterling Lucas uh recruiting him multiple coaches involved Shane Beamer's one for sure uh he's been in Columbia I think three or four times got a real feel for the atmosphere there and, and likes what they're building you know at the University of South Carolina under Shane Beamer with Daniel Calhoun we confirmed on Sunday He'll take OVs to Tennessee and Texas also 
uh, in June. But I think right now the top two schools there are Alabama and Georgia. You know, his dad played at Alabama. Um, he's from, obviously, Georgia, been to Georgia, Athens you know, multiple times, uh, probably double digits. He's a top priority for both schools. And a school coming on strong, he said that wasn't even in his top 10 was University of Miami. He's been talking to Crystal Ball, Mirabal, and they may sneak in here and get that fifth and final official visit. They weren't even in the top 10 schools uh, not too long ago. So I think right now Georgia and Bama uh, are the two to watch. Don't sleep on, again, Miami, Tennessee, and Texas as well. All right, Chad, thanks for coming on the inside scoop, dropping all the Simmons scoop. Who is the most important recruit to the Texas Longhorns? Today, we're going to find out. To this point in the 2024 cycle, the Texas Longhorns are kind of taking a measured approach. Only three early commitments, and we're already pretty much through February. But guess what? The dead period is about to end on March 1st. Visits are going to start back up. Top recruits will be making their way to Austin. And the Longhorns are going to pick up several new commitments this spring. It's that easy, right? Let's bring on Inside Texas's Jerry Hamilton to talk about the Longhorns' most important 2024 targets, as you see here. Whew, bunch of five stars. Running back Jarrett Gibson, wide receiver Micah Hudson, edge Colin Simmons, corner Kobe Black. Oh, and then there's a four-star, offensive lineman Daniel Cruz. Jerry, Let's start at the top. Five-star running back Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy. He's the number one running back in America. He's the number one running back in the state of Florida. Can Texas go back into the Sunshine State one year after landing Cedric Baxter and pull the number one back in America once again? I was gonna get. I was wondering if you were gonna give the perfect lead in, Josh, and you did uh, because Tashard Choice has done this before, right? I mean, you saw it last year, uh, really against all odds in a lot of ways because. There was the not – it wasn't sure when Texas was going to move to the SEC. Right now you know it's 2024. Uh, but Tashar Choice has proven he can do this. He's been in on Jarrett Gibson for over a year now. Obviously, Choice was at Georgia Tech. He's had some built-in relationships with these kids. Jarrett Gibson's going to officially visit Texas June 24th weekend. That's also when Daniel Calhoun, one of the top tackles in the country. So that's going to be Texas's big official visit weekend. Tennessee made a lot, a lot of ground in this recruitment during the season. Uh, that He was there, I believe, for the Alabama game when Tennessee beat Alabama. He was also on campus in Knoxville this summer. I think the Vols are right there in it. He's going to officially visit Tennessee. He's going to officially visit Georgia and Alabama in June as well. So right now, those are your four out-of-state schools, Florida, Florida State, Miami. They're all in it. They're all giving it a go. This recruitment's very similar to Cedric Baxter for me last year in that it's some of the same players. Um, and then those in-state schools are fighting to keep this kid home. And look, to short choice, there's a lot of confidence there for Texas. Uh, Gibson was on campus January 21st for Texas's first junior day. And so I, I think Texas is going to be in this one to the end. I think they got more than a puncher's chance. And seeing as Choice has pulled this off before, you got to give Texas a real shot, especially with Arch Manning being on campus now, the move to the SEC, Steve Sarkeesian's offense. Oh, and Cedric Baxter's also talking to Jarrett Gibson. So if things go really well for, for Baxter this spring, that only helps Texas' chances heading into the summer official visit. Jerry, let's get out of the state of Florida and back into the Texas Five-star wide receiver Micah Hudson, the number one player in the state of Texas, according to the On3 consensus. We know he's an important target, but where do things stand right now between Hudson and the Longhorns? Yeah, I, Hudson's been on campus at Texas more than any other school since June. 
Uh, and that's now through the wide receiver coaching change. He was on campus January 21st when Texas hadn't announced Chris Jackson as the wide receivers coach. So now they're developing that uh, relationship, Chris Jackson and Micah Hudson. We believe Hudson will be back on campus again this spring before June official visits. But uh, look, Steve Sarkeesian is personally recruiting Hudson. Texas is putting a lot into this. Uh, obviously, he's in Temple. He's a Syntex kid, what we call him in Texas. So he's at Central Texas area. Texas has to win a number of those recruitments to feel like they've had successful recruiting classes annually because there's more talent in, his, in that area from Austin up through uh, the Waco area than there has been in recent years. But Hudson's a big-time prospect. Obviously, he's the top receiver on Texas's board. And I think the higher Chris Jackson's really only going to help Texas there. Now, the key – with Micah Hudson's recruitment, you got to do well with Mama on this mm -hmm. one. You got to, Mama's got to, she's got to check, she's got to make some checks on the, in this recruitment, right? She attended Texas A&M. He did go to Texas A&M January 28th for Junior Day. Ohio State's a player in this. He had a, him, him and his mom had a really good visit to Tennessee this summer, and Alabama. Nick Saban was by the school, but I think right now, um, you know, I think he's going to stay closer to home at the end of the day, or that's the expectation right now. So does that mean it's a Texas-Texas A&M battle? We'll see. But I expect Texas to be right there until the end, especially when you consider Texas is likely going to lose Xavier Worthy, possibly A.D. Mitchell, uh, uh, Whittington, Jordan Whittington's a senior. So it's a pretty good sell for Texas right now, having a chance to come in and compete for early playing time. Yeah, and there's a ton of competition for Hudson, and there's a ton of competition for the next name we're about to talk about, five-star edge Colin Simmons. Hey, when you're the number one player at your position, it's never going to be an easy recruitment. So for Texas to, to win this one, they got to go against the likes of LSU, Oklahoma, Georgia, Oregon. Can they pull the Duncanville standout? I, this is, I think, a wild card recruitment. I think it could go a number of directions. I, and that's not the answer people want. They want some great answer right now. But look, I, this is going to take a while to pass. He was at Georgia. Uh, the weekend after the national championship for right. that big junior day celebration. He really likes LSU. Alabama's going to be in it. Look, this kid's going to sign in the SEC. If he doesn't sign with an SEC team, and that includes Texas, I'll be shocked. I, I, I'll be shocked. That doesn't mean he won't visit some places and make the rounds. I'll just be surprised. Look, there's, like you said, Josh, nothing that Georgia, LSU, or Alabama would love more than to go to Duncanville and beat Texas for the number one prospect in the state probably. Texas it's a, edge it's a statement recruit for these out-of-state yeah. schools. It's a statement yeah. recruitment for the in-state programs. I mean, Colin yeah, Simmons absolutely. is a big-time SEC yeah. recruitment. And he's an edge player. And these are the hardest prospects for uh, Texas to get as they move, try to move back up into that national top 10 ranking. As you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, you look at Clemson, where have they been really good? It's been up front on the defensive line. Ohio State when Urban was there. These are the most difficult recruitments to win. And that's mm -hmm. what Texas faces with Colin Simmons, even though he's from Duncanville in the Dallas area. All right. Staying within the state of Texas once again for another five-star. Now we're talking about cornerback Kobe Black out of Waco, Texas. He's the number three player in the state and quite a recruitment for him too. What's up with Kobe Black and the Texas Longhorns? Yeah, I think Texas is going to be in this one till the end. I think they got a really good chance. They got more than a puncher's chance here for Kobe Black, one of the top corners in the country. Look, 
There's some th- positives for Texas. Jelani McDonald, teammate, signed with Texas. Mm-hmm. Trey Weisner signed with Texas, even though he played a senior at DeSoto, was at Waco Connolly before. There's a lot of Waco Connolly at, at, headed in the University of Texas right now, and guys that Kobe Black's close with. Does that mean Kobe Black's going to Texas? Uh, Josh, we've been doing this a long time. No, it doesn't. Uh, he's been on campus. He's a Syntex kid. There's the closest to home. His brother plays at Oklahoma State. I just don't see that one being it at the end of the day. All your heavy hitters, I think he'll go visit Alabama. He's going to go visit all those heavy hitter places this spring and summer uh, with the official visit process. But another kid, I just think it's going to play out right until before his senior season, maybe a little bit into his senior season. That's where the recruitments are with a lot of these top kids right now. Colin Simmons can go to December. We'll see. But a lot of these top kids – they're going to make a few spring official visits. Then they're going to make those June official visits and decide July or August. And I think Kobe Black falls into that. Uh, I expect if there's two hats on the table, three hats on the table, and he makes this decision, Texas is going to be one of them. The next na- ga- name you gave me was a bit of a surprise. Daniel Cruz. Now, not the fact that he's an offensive lineman, but the fact that he's an interior offensive lineman. Not exactly a premier yeah. position, but Jerry, why is he one of the most important targets on the Longhorns recruiting board? You know, when, when we've got out and gone to schools, talked to kids, Daniel Cruz is being recruited more heavily than any other offensive lineman in the country by Texas. That's how much they value him. The first day in December, Steve Sarkeesian could hit the road. His first stop was Richland High with Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach, to see Daniel Cruz. Daniel Cruz, I believe, is a great prospect as an interior offensive lineman. I saw him twice. I was up there this season at Richland High. He has got left tackle feet with an interior body. He plays defensive tackle. He wrestles. He throws the shot put. But when you're around this kid, Josh, and you know this, we've been doing this a long time, you see this competitiveness with an intelligence level to him and a physicality. He kind of checks every box you're looking for. And he's a guy who understands where his future is. It's a center. Maybe guard, but most likely center. And he is the top center on the board at Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State, Tennessee are trying to get him on campus. He's going to stay close to home at the end of the day. I don't see this going without, farther than driving distance. He was at Texas Junior Day the 21st. I expect him to officially visit June 24th. Uh, for Texas fans not familiar with Daniel Cruz, turn on the huddle, get familiar with him. He's a big-time player. Texas fans, do me a favor right now and hit that subscribe button. We're here at the On3 YouTube page. Tons of recruiting, lots of college football content. Do me a favor, help us grow this page and hit subscribe right now. All right, Jerry, what do you think the biggest position of need for Texas is heading into the 2024 cycle? Interior defensive line. Uh, When you look at the move to the SEC, Texas Mm. has been on the uh, large human uh, recruitment of offensive linemen. Now they're shifting gears to large athletic humans on the defensive line on the interior. And that's where Texas class gets interesting in 2024. Alex January is a kid at Duncanville High. Texas would take a commitment from defensive line. Uh, there's another kid at Oak Ridge who's really talented. He's more of a swing guy. Uh, maybe could have been on our top five there we mentioned. He's right on that edge. But then Texas is going into Mississippi. They've offered five guys. They've offered three in Alabama. They've offered three or four in Georgia, a couple in Florida. They're going into SEC country. And this is the future of Texas recruiting now with the move. The big athletic defensive linemen, the best in the country are from Louisiana to Georgia and into Florida and some in Texas. But Texas knows they have to go win these battles. And so you've got to cast a wide net and hopefully come away with two or three of them because in state you may only take one. And so that's the biggest position in need. 
And when you, Texas fans follow this, this is a preview of recruiting as, as a member of the SEC for Texas. Good point. All right, Jerry, the people want to know, who would you say is the most important Texas recruit in 2024? It's Colin Simmons. Uh, that's the one Texas fans are talking about the most. Micah Hudson gets a lot of mention, but Texas has signed a five-star under Steve Sarkeesian at every position, I believe, but edge. So that is kind of where this is headed, edge and defensive tackle. But edge is really the position after Texas fixed the offensive line with some of those guys in 2022, the Texas fan base has kind of moved on from that. They know the offensive line's in good hands. Now it's edge, somebody that can really get be a 10, 11, 12 sack guy and be a presence on the edge. And if the number one guy is in Texas at Duncanville High, um, he's the guy, especially when LSU, Bama, Georgia would not like, as we talked about, they want to take this guy from Texas. He's the guy. All right, Jerry, thanks for checking in right before Texas recruiting is about to explode. We'll get you on next month to talk about all these big time visitors that are going to be coming through Austin. Jerry, thanks for checking in. You got it, Josh. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.